so long, for so long Gotta get a little light inside Welcome back to Big Girl Panties. This is Jennifer Ho Dugatz. I recently got back from my hometown of Oklahoma City, where I went for my 20-year high school reunion. I can't believe it's been 20 years. I mean, a lot happens in 20 years. See, I left OKC after my sophomore year back in May of 1993, after spending my entire 16 years of life there and headed to New York. Sometimes I always wondered what would happen if I had stayed there. And leaving was the most difficult decision in my young life, but it was necessary at the time. And even though I didn't graduate with these people, I spent the whole of my childhood with them. So I decided to invite myself. Now, if leaving was the most difficult decision, going home was definitely the best. And I was nervous. I was so nervous. I mean, I hadn't seen these people in about 23 years. So my biggest fear was naturally not remembering the people's names or remembering who they were at all. And so I spent days cross-referencing all of the people that had RSVP'd to the reunion with my only high school yearbook, just to jog my memory. So I was nervous. I I was really, really nervous. So I packed my bags, I jumped on a flight to Dallas, and I drove three hours to Oklahoma City. Um, When you're driving from Dallas to Oklahoma City, you know, you're driving through farmlands and small towns and you'll see the occasional casino which was shocking to me because I didn't even know that there were casinos in Oklahoma but as soon as you cross the uh, Texas-Oklahoma border into Oklahoma the first thing you would see is a giant casino there followed by signs for Robertson's real beef jerky and a, a ton of truck stops I get into my hotel, I check in, I drop my bags off. I said, okay, great. It's about nine o'clock. What am I going to do? Because I can't go to sleep. I'm excited. I just landed. I can't believe I'm back in my hometown, but I don't really know the place anymore. So I put on Facebook, said, okay, anybody up? Anybody want to come and meet? No response, just crickets. So I found a local bar, of course, Thank you, Yelp. And I drove to Edna's. Now, Edna's is this great little bar. It's it's pretty divey. But when you walk in, there are words written on dollar bills, and they use them as kind of like a wallpaper. And there was a drink there called a lunchbox. I still don't know what it is, but I do know that it was something to do with some kind of colored shot in a shot glass in a beer-filled mug. It was kind of reminiscent of a turducken. I knew I was home as soon as I began striking conversations with everyone I could around me. You know, everybody is so nice there. You walk into a place, you're more or less a stranger, and next thing you know, everybody's talking to you. 
so I knew I wasn't in Kansas anymore. Soon, we all just were chatting away until closing. I ended up talking to a bachelorette party, a couple of 20-year-olds that were not supposed to be there, but they got in anyway, and these uh, a, a group of men that were in the oil and gas industry. The next day was my day down memory lane with my camera in tow, but first I needed a proper breakfast of biscuits and gravy and plenty of coffee, thanks to the night before. I drove to the house that I grew up in, went to my childhood best friend's house, my elementary school, my recently renamed junior high, etc. And for some reason, I thought I would get incredibly sentimental, but I didn't. I was actually almost dreading this trip down memory lane because I was afraid of what it would bring up and what would be conjured of my past. So I didn't get sentimental, but I did notice how different things looked to me. I kept saying, oh, look at the tree, it's gone, or the schoolyard's changed, or they tore down that building, or they changed the name of my school, or how small certain things were that once were bigger to me. So instead of being sentimental, I started thinking about how time changes everything. It destroys and creates and just how malleable everything is. And then I thought about how the stories that I told myself as a kid, like I don't fit in or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not smart enough. I don't know if you've heard my other podcast where I talked about growing up mixed race in Oklahoma City, but if you haven't, at the end of this one, I highly encourage you to go and listen to that one. It'll make more sense then. But all of the stories that I had told myself were just like the structures that are not changed. There were just moments in time that looked like a certain way, but didn't need to stay that way. So many of us were walking around in 2015 with the idea the story that we told ourselves is the same as it was in the 1980s, the 1990s, 2000s, or even yesterday. Stories just like these structures are made to be destroyed and rebuilt and maybe told a different way. So it was really interesting, the, the aha moment that I got driving around looking at how my home state had changed so much. And, and in actuality, it wasn't just my home that changed. It was actually me over the years. So I go back to my hotel around five o'clock. And, you know, we have the, we have the, uh, 20 year reunion at a bar and that starts at seven thirty. So I spend the next two and a half hours prepping and I'm nervous. My nerves are at a 10. I go out the door. I drive to the bar. As soon as I close the door to my car, the first thing I hear is Jenny. Now, you have to understand, mainly everybody calls me Jen, for short, Jennifer, if I just meet you. But Jenny, Jenny is a childhood memory. Nobody calls me Jenny unless they grew up with me. So I turn around and here's this man looking at me and I don't recognize him at all. And I'm embarrassed. I mean, 
everything I had dreaded, right? All the, all the time that I had spent cross-referencing names and RSVPs. Here's this man standing in front of me. He knows who I am. I have no idea who he is. But he gives me a hug anyway. He says, hi, my name is Cullen. It's okay if you don't remember me. I'm like, great. I didn't even get in the door. So I walk up the stairs and I see everybody there and I was a little apprehensive because I said, geez, you know, what if I call them the wrong name? And the first person that I see up there, her name is Kristen, blonde, beautiful girl sitting behind a table, writing out people's name tags. So I find my name, I put my name tag on and within five minutes, the story that I wouldn't remember anybody's name was gone. Of course, there was a few in there that I did not know, and a lot that I did. There was about 40 people, I would say, showed up, but soon we were all talking and reminiscing and finding out about each other, and if we were married, how many kids did we have, what were we doing as a job, where were we living, or do you remember this, or do you remember that? It was funny how I connected with so many of the people that I didn't get to connect with in high school and that I really didn't get to speak to the people that I had. Two of the most important people that I wanted to see were there. And one of them, her name is Sally. And Sally is a woman that I've known since before kindergarten and I hadn't seen in over 23 years. And the other one is Kara, which again, If you heard my podcast about growing up mixed race, I talk about Kara in there. Kara is also half Asian and half white like me. So I got to see my two girls and give them big hugs. And as the night wore on, we just started getting more and more, you know, loose. I'll say it that way. After a few drinks, everybody's best friends. So the bars close at two o'clock. And we all left. And whoever were the remaining crew ended up back at the same hotel that I was at. A lot of the out-of-towners were staying in that hotel. And, uh, you know, really got to be in conversation with each other. It was really interesting. You know, we talked about everything. We talked about past memories of each other. After my time, do you remember my, when my we got? Well, do you remember whenever we went to? Will's I didn't know Will's that until store? she told me. I remember I when we remember. stole my mom's Carrie, car. Carrie was it my mom's car or your mom's car? Carrie? We pulled it hey, out I'm of still the your garage. Dad's favorite, I'm it was sure. it was Wits Little Store. You're not and my dad's drove. favorite. I puked and rallied at the lake house on prom night. He was so excited for me. He was like, "We talked about how phallic my microphone looked." What the hell is a podcast? We talked about the pros and cons of Uber. But there was one conversation that really stuck out to me. Now, I don't remember Brayden from high school. But the conversation we had was one that I had been wanting to have with somebody from the Midwest for a while. You see, now that gay marriage is legal in the United States, Brayden had come out of the closet at age 17. So not only did I want to know what it was like for him to come out to his family and friends in Oklahoma in the 1990s, I also wanted to find out 
what the Okies take on legalizing gay marriage was and what his experience with that was. And here's what we were talking about. And you have to excuse us because you have to remember this is three o'clock in the morning. People have had a few drinks and there's about 12 people in the room. So you might hear a little background noise, but you'll get the idea. What was it like in Oklahoma whenever the, the ruling came out? Um, it was, oh no, it was a mixed bag. Yeah. I think it depends on what I think it depends on what environment you were in, because just like anywhere in in pockets, Oklahoma is really progressive. Yeah, but this is the only state that voted Republican in every single in every county. county. Yeah, it, my my main experience with or my most profound experience I would I would have to say about it was so there's somebody that I work with who we get along great. We're polar opposites as far as politics goes. She's very, very conservative Christian, very religious. Her faith really informs all the decisions she makes. And she is Republican, conservative to the core. I'm very liberal. Um, but we can talk politics because we both agree that we can disagree about things and not get upset about it. Right. And we both recognize that we're never going to change each other's minds. It's fine. We can talk about it and we can even tease each other, rib each other, and we don't get bent out of shape, which is a big problem with a lot of people. They just can't. Yeah. They don't bend at all. They don't bend. And they, I, I think somewhere in their mind, they think they're going to change the other person's mind. Yeah. Which isn't going to happen. And I don't need to change your mind. If you listen to my point of view, I'll listen to your point of view. And it's fine. We don't have to agree. It's fine. But so we've had that relationship for a long time. And when the ruling came out, she walked by my desk and she made a comment that was just kind of an offhand comment. But it just felt completely different. Like backhanded or? Well, she just said like, oh, the Supreme Court just needs to go home because they've done enough damage this week. Oh. <clears throat> no. Um, but No, but that kind of But hurt. it just felt different. And so later on, like I say, we had a good back and forth, and we can, pick, we can pick at each other, and we're on different sides of a lot of issues. Did you talk about it after that, after she said something? We didn't, but I said something later on. Something came up, and I made a little comment. I made a little dig, but it wasn't a friendly dig. Like, after the fact, I, was, right. I looked back on it. I was like... That wasn't nice. Like that wasn't like we ordinarily jab back and forth. And what I realized was there are certain things that are too close to your heart. Like to me, that's about my standing in my country. That's about how if I stand on par with my peers and my fellow countrymen. For her, that's about her religious beliefs, her deeply held religious convictions. Got it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I'm get that. And so there's certain things that just touch too close to your heart that you can't separate from, you know? It's so interesting that you could see it that way, see it from a different perspective. Because for me, I would have been like, now you do. You know, fuck you. Like, you're telling me I can't have rights. You're telling me I still I can't have the same rights as you. But it's interesting that you went to, but this is her religious beliefs. Which then I can say, oh, you know what? Okay. Like, this hits at a moral fiber for her. 
Well, and initially I did go to that place of like feeling the attack, and that's why I responded the way that I did. But when you get right down to it, I mean, because you know, if you hear little Johnny, he likes to say, "I feel like all the time." Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's really where a lot of the problems. I don't want to be like too grandiose and say the problems in our country, but problems between people come from is not being able to look from the other side and say, I don't agree with you, but can I at least see why you believe that way? Right. And people aren't willing to look from the other side. Because they just want to be right. Exactly. Exactly. People are too concerned with being right and not concerned enough with being understanding. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. See, we just saw some shit right there. We're borderline amazing. Oh, after we graduated. Yes, that's right. We had hotel security knock on our door. At around 4, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, we all went our separate ways. Now, for me, next day at 10 o'clock was our high school walkthrough. And that's where the group gets together with their families and we get to walk through the high school and see what's changed and what's not changed. Wake up the next morning, kind of fix my hair a little bit slap on some makeup over the makeup that I wore last night because I was just too tired to wash my face, and I proceed to go to school. So I go to my old high school, Putnam City High School in Oklahoma City. And I arrive on the campus, and I walk in the door, and instantly I feel like I'm right back in high school. And the best thing about that was Coach Hardesty, my track coach, was still there and he was giving us the tour. So we go through the tour of the high school and I don't know if you've ever seen a Midwestern high school before, but football is a big deal. So you can imagine what this football stadium looked like. It was really as close to a college football field as you could possibly imagine. It had a viewing booth so that college coaches could come and watch the players and see who they want to recruit. The locker rooms were state-of-the-art. They had their own baseball diamond in a separate area. I mean, it was perfection. Perfection. Just beautiful. Even the cheer and palm room. They have their own cheer and palm room, which have these panels to to keep the audio in so they can really hear and wrap around mirrors and just you know the the pirate because Putnam City were pirates there so once a pirate always a pirate and so we had the pirate logos everywhere and and it was just I mean for me it was mind-blowing because I I have something to reference you know I I finished high school in New York and I left Oklahoma, you know, after my sophomore year. And so I had something to compare it to, and I just never seen anything like it. I mean, it, it's even when I went to that high school, it was just a, a big difference. So it seemed like they're really pushing, you know, their football program. And, and uh, I mean, it was just wild to, to be a part of. So we finished the walkthrough and, you know, Coach Hardesty was nice enough to give me some like bumper stickers. I left there and then it was time for the family picnic. And at the family picnic, 
everybody from the reunion gets the chance to bring their family and really, you know, introduce them to, to the rest of their people. And so I got to hang out a little bit longer, but at this point I was just starving, 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 and of course exhausted. So I met up with a friend of mine, his name is Tommy, and he brought me to this most amazing chicken fried steak place. Now, chicken fried steak anywhere other than either the South or the Midwest just is not chicken fried steak. So of course, when I sat down at the table, I had to get the, I think it was called a man-sized breakfast, and it came with everything. It came with biscuits and gravy, and it came with chicken fried steak, and it came with, you know, bacon or sausage. I think I got the sausage patties, I don't know, and eggs and just, I mean, it had everything. It was man-sized, but it was the perfect size for me in that moment. So at that moment, it was a gen size. So went back to the hotel and everybody was having a pool party. I go down to the pool. There's a table full of alcohol, wine, beer, mixers, vodkas. I mean, you name it. It was a pool party. And we all took over the pool and just had a great day in the pool. Saturday night, my last night in Oklahoma City, I got zero sleep. I stayed up all night. And I got myself ready in the morning, packed my luggage, and uh, and this is a little sidebar, but I am really nerdy. So my luggage is the helmet of Darth Vader. That's exactly what it is, and it's small. I mean, we're talking about maybe 14 inches by 14 inches. And the coolest thing about this piece of luggage is that its wheels light up red. So I throw it in the back of my rental car and I put into Waze, Dallas, Fort Worth, international, three hours and five minutes. And I start driving and I get right outside the city limits and I just lose it. And when I mean lost it, I mean, I was bawling like a baby. I had never realized in the 23 years that I had been gone, how much I missed home. So driving back the three hours was long. Not only was I exhausted and, you know, just occasionally bawling my eyes out. I finally get to Dallas Fort Worth and I've got 20 minutes to get to my gate. Now you got to remember, I still have to get through security. So I go right up front. Okay, listen, I've got 20 minutes left for my gate. Please let me up here. And she did. I get through security. Now I've got five minutes left and I am just busting my butt running through Dallas Fort Worth International. I get to my gate. I get in my seat and I just start replaying the entire weekend in my head. Remember when we remember. stole my mom's car? We just saw some shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> We're borderline amazing. When I first heard about our 20-year reunion, I wasn't sure if I was even going to go. And as soon as I decided to, I knew it would be the best decision that I made. So... 
to all my fellow pirates out there. Once a pirate, always a pirate. And I can't wait until I see you guys again. And for those who are coming up to your high school reunions, I highly encourage you to go because you'll never know who you'll get to meet that you didn't know before and what new friendships could come out of it. I encourage you to get out there, put on your big girl panties and connect with your world. And if you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook. And until next time, this is Jennifer Hodugatz. Dugatz.